you have to learn to tame your advice monster. And to tame it, you have to understand it. And it turns out your advice monster has three different personas. And you, you listen up, you'll hear the one that resonates most for you. That's Michael Bungay Stanier. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Hello! And welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Thursday. I am thankful for you joining me today. And we have yet another new featured speaker on the show. And this talk is a great one because our featured speaker talks about something that many of us unknowingly do and something that we probably continue to do. And even when we find out what our featured speaker's framework about this particular subject is, we may still have a hard time implementing it because it's, it's almost ingrained in us to do it. But as in all the talks that we present on the show, I hope that it it opens up your perspective to a new way of thinking. And in this case, I hope it helps both you as the giver and the person receiving it. Here's Michael Bungay Stanier. Enjoy. So I caught up with a friend of mine the other day. I love her. She's smart. She's brilliant. She's talented. And after we grabbed our coffees and we did the usual warm-up chit-chat, Shannon looked at me and she said, Michael, you're a good guy. I need your help. I need your advice. And my monster was delighted. She started telling me what was going on, and I started to pretend to listen, because quite frankly, my advice monster already knew exactly what it wanted to tell her, but I'm pretty good at the fake active listening. You know, you tip your head on the side, you nod, you look engaged, yet caring, yet concerned, small meaningless words of encouragement, Mm mm-hmm, yeah, sure, Mm, yeah, right, oh, you go, girlfriend, exactly. But honestly, my advice monster's like, could we just hurry this up, please? Like, the time is short. Finally, Shannon finished. So finally, I was able to share my brilliant advice. And make no mistake, it was brilliant. Shannon tipped her head on the side, looked engaged, yet caring, yet concerned, Started nodding, made small, meaningless words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, nice idea. Honestly, my advice, my help was going nowhere. My advice monster had sabotaged the conversation again. Now, this isn't just a Michael thing. It's not even a mansplaining thing. You, all of you, you know your advice monster. 
Somebody starts telling you about something, you don't really know the situation, you don't really know the people involved, you certainly don't have the full context, you definitely don't have the technical specifications. And after about 10 seconds, your advice one's just like, oh, 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 I've got something to say here. <laughs> you know, research tells us that medical doctors' advice monsters tend to interrupt their patients after about 11 seconds. But that's not really a medical thing, it's a human thing. Now, I can see some of you are looking at me and you're thinking to yourself, Michael, it's true. Other people's advice monsters, very annoying, really, really pretty irritating. But my advice, my advice is well, honestly pretty fantastic. And what's wrong with advice anyway? Well, look, there is nothing wrong with advice. Advice is a key part of civilization. I mean, TED, TEDx, it is one large forum for advice. The problem isn't with advice. The problem is when giving advice becomes our default response. And we all have this ingrained way of behaving. For most of us, it's become a habit. It's become an advice-giving habit. Now, I can see you looking at me and going, yeah, yeah, Michael, point well made. We get this. I get it. I understand. Yeah, fair enough. And I know you do get it. It's straightforward. You get this in theory. In practice, this is still how you're showing up on an everyday basis. That. So what's going on with that? Well, it's your advice monster. You keep feeding it, and it is insatiable. Somebody starts talking, and your advice monster looms up out of the dark and goes, oh, oh, I'm going to add some value to this conversation. Yes, I am. Here I go. You have to learn to tame your advice monster. And to tame it, you have to understand it. And it turns out your advice monster has three different personas. And you, as you listen up, you'll hear the one that resonates most for you. The first persona of the advice monster is tell it. Tell it. It's the loudest of the three. It has convinced you that the only way that you add value is to have the answers to have all the answers, to have all the answers to all the things. If you don't have all the answers, then you fail. Anybody kind of know this one? Yeah, I thought as much. The second advice monster, a little more subtle, is called Save It. Save It has put its arm around you and gone, your job, your only job, is to rescue everybody. Don't let anybody stumble, struggle, have a difficult time. Don't let anybody fail. If anybody struggles at all, you fail. Anybody know this one? Any parents in the room, for instance? Exactly. The third of the advice monsters, the sneakiest of the three, is control it. Control it has convinced you that the only way you win is to maintain control at all times. Don't let go the grip of anything. If anybody else takes over control even a little bit, then you and they will definitely fail. Anybody know controller? That's my favorite one personally. And in fact, there's something that connects all three of these personas. And this is an important point. In that singular moment when your advice monster is in control, you are saying that you are better than the other person. You are better than the other person. You're saying that they're not up to it. You're saying they're not good enough. You're saying they're not smart enough, wise enough, fast enough, moral enough, experienced enough. You're basically saying that they're not good enough. 
But it's not only the other person that is diminished in this moment when your advice monster is in control. You're diminished as well. Because when your advice monster is in control, you lose that connection to your humanity. You lose that connection to your empathy and your compassion and your sense of vulnerability. You start using your answers as your armor. Now, I was going to give you a quick little talk about the power of empathy and compassion and vulnerability, and then I thought to myself, Brene Brown. <laughs> oh, oh, the Dalai Lama. Oh, oh, Jesus. Okay, I think this ground's been pretty much covered. So <laughs> rather than that, let me give you a, a quick primer on how you might go about taming your advice monster. And what you're looking to do is replace an old habit, the advice-giving habit, with a new habit. Can you stay curious a little bit longer? It's as simple and as difficult as that. Can you stay curious a little bit longer? How do you stay curious? Well, questions are the kindling of curiosity. They're the light that holds back that darkness of the advice monster. So let me share with you the three questions I wished I'd ask Shannon when we we're in that cafe together. The first question is this, what's the real challenge here for you? What's the real challenge here for you? It's the focus question. It recognizes that at the start of a conversation, neither of you really know what's going on. You just both think you do. So not only does what, what's the real challenge here for you keep your advice monster at bay, it repositions you to say the most important thing I can be doing here is to help you find the really important issue, not to provide the fast, wrong answer, which is what happens right now. The second question that I wish I'd ask Shannon is, and what else? And what else? So the acronym is A-W-E. It's literally an awesome question. And and what else has it as the insight that the first answer they give you is never their only answer, and it's rarely their best answer. So when you ask, and what else, not only does it tame your advice monster, but it helps you go deeper and further on any question that you ask. The third question that I wish I'd asked Shannon back in that cafe, it's a difficult question, but it's so powerful. The question is, what do you want? What do you want? Because when you get clear on what you want, it becomes the foundation for action. It becomes the foundation for progress. When you know what you want, you get to step towards that autonomy and that confidence and that confidence that we were talking about before. And when that happens, your advice monster that really has not much chance. So that's the challenge in front of us, to replace an old habit, the advice-giving habit, with a brand new habit, staying curious a little bit longer. Because when you do that, you begin to empower people, not by giving them the answer, but by helping them find their own answer. Big thanks to Michael Bungay Stanier for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube and it is entitled How to Tame Your Advice Monster, Michael Bungay Stanier, TEDx University of Nevada. And if you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, mbs.works. And that is also his Instagram and his YouTube and his very popular book, one that I can't wait to get to check out eventually it is in my amazon wish list and i've heard nothing but good things about this book and it is entitled the coaching habit say less ask more and change the way you lead forever 
And he also has a podcast, which is entitled Two Pages with MBS. And I have all the links to connect with him and his work and a link to today's entire talk. They will all be in the show description below so you can check that out. And when you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify podcast or Apple podcast and leave a rating and review. I really, really appreciate you for it. And that is it for me. I hope you have a balanced rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.